Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Katie Huff with Katie Huff Ministries, and I am so excited that you are here listening to Setting Yourself Free, a podcast where we are encouraging you to be set free from whatever is holding you back, from being, doing, and having all that you were created to be. So I am excited because this is episode 30 with the great, amazing Colleen Rudio, who is here as my special guest. And I'm excited for you to meet her and learn what she is setting herself free from. So thanks, Colleen, for being here. It's such an honor and a pleasure to have you on Setting Yourself Free. Well, thank you for having me. Congratulations on your 30th episode. That's fantastic. And I know that you're just sharing so much good work and good word and inspiring and encouraging others. So congratulations on, on you finding your own best self. Uh, thank you, hon. It's been a journey for sure, right? It is. Yes. And God is good. He has a plan. And I'm so grateful that I was said, you take the wheel because I was, my picker was broke <laughs> as we all know. So anyway, tell us a little bit about who you are and where you come from. Well, I come from the same beautiful place that you come from. That is Butte America. Um, so you and I had the pleasure of growing up in a space where we were really kind of taught not only to take challenges and take risks, but we were also taught um, of the fears that go along with those risks. So um, raised in a community and in a very large Catholic family. Um, and so I always joke around saying that I'm recovering not only from um, my Catholic upbringing, but also recovering from being in a very large family, had 57 first cousins all in the same town. So um, as you can imagine, finding yourself amongst all of that noise and all of that constraint and restrictions and judgment and guidelines and everything that is just is placed upon you in those scenarios um, is, like you said, a lifelong journey. Um, and I think that it takes us a long time to discover. And one of the things that I know that I have worked very hard on setting myself free from is truly my passion for work. And, you know, and the fact that work is dignified and that work is God's meaningful place for us. He created us for work. He created us to, you know, to work for each other, work with each other, and to truly um, care for everything that he had created. Um, mm -hmm. And when I think back in my youngest of years, um, you know, it was a struggle. Um, I was always the one that was, um, you know, taking on or found great pleasure in setting things up and in, in doing the work, cleaning up, whatever it was, whatever kept my hands busy. That's where I found my greatest joy. But as I grew up and took on professional roles, took on a role as a mother, as a wife, as a friend, as a community volunteer, all of these different roles that we take on as we mature through life, you know, that passion for work has other implications and other lenses from other perspectives. Um, you know, many people dread every single Sunday because they have to go to work on Monday. Many people start to celebrate Friday on Wednesday. Many people um, look at work as this thing that they have been forced to do or that they have to do rather than something that they've been created to do. And it's actually God's outlet for us to use the gifts that he's bestowed upon us. So my passion for work um, and everything that's associated to that has been something that has been, like I said, a lifelong journey. And I've you know, had many, many um, challenging conversations, many critical conversations um, around, you know, my passion for what I do and others, you know, saying things such as you need to relax, you need to take more time off, you need to do all of these things. That's all of these you needs. And it wasn't until I was willing to set myself free of all of those earthly lenses 
and actually kind of dig into, you know, what the Lord says around work and its meaningfulness, that I was able to find a path of calmness as well as a path of, um, of guidance to where I did start to realize that there is a balance um, and that you need to actively work on that balance. But that passion that you have for whatever it is that you find in life um, that really inspires you and allows you to use what he has bestowed upon you as a gift, um, that for me has been what I've been you know, setting myself free of for a long time. Yeah. Because you know, you've witnessed my, my journey. Yes. And it's been beautiful to watch. And at the same time, as you have eloquently said, the do, 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 do obviously um, can have a wearing effect if you aren't cognizant of taking time to refuel. Yeah. And that's true, whether or not you're passionate about a, um, a profession that is recognized, um, you know, broadly, you know, I own a consulting firm, started that firm about 12, 15 years ago. Now we now have four partners looking at expanding. So whether it's that type of work or whether it's passion around an art, passion around a community activity, passion around advocacy, it doesn't matter where the passion for work lies. There's always a fear of rejection, a judgment of performance, you know, um, not being recognized for the value that we bring into that. So there's all of those internal conversations that we have with ourselves around whatever it is. And, you know, that passion for either whatever it is that you enjoy doing or what I refer to as my passion for work, um, you know, that is something that I think we all have to, you know, work on freeing ourselves from because there's a lot of daily burdens that we place upon ourselves and that society places upon ourselves that really don't have a place in our daily work um, because that's not what our Lord has told us our purpose is around work. Right. Well, you know, it even says that uh, we should rest on that seventh day. And um, I can be totally honest and say, I'm not always a person that is resting on that seventh day. However, to again, when you are fueled by your passion and if you love what you do and do what you love, then honestly, you aren't working a day in your life is how I look at it. Yeah, I, you know, there's a great um, plan that I'm following right now. I love the Bible app because they have just wonderful plans that, that others create for you. Um, and that's one of the things, you know, that works for me is to find great plans that others have put together around specific topics. And there's a great one that I'm, you know, doing right now that's focused on um, passion and passion around your work. And one of the things that, um, you know, that they speak to early on is that, you know, our God, our, our Lord, um, Jesus, he definitely could have come down to earth and been put into the biggest castle. Um, you know, he could have been bestowed upon a family that was the wealthiest, but he was not. He was just bestowed upon um, a family that was humble, a family that understood the value of daily work, that understood the value of what it meant to care for yourself and care for your neighbors. And that, um, you know, doing that takes effort. Um, and it's not something that others do on your behalf. It's something that you do yourself. You know, right. we were not created to have someone else pick up the shovel for us. We were created to pick up the shovel for ourselves. And then right. when we're done, feel, you know, doing it in our yard to go to our neighbor's yard and to help them. So it's just a beautiful journey, figuring out what that means for me and what that has meant for me. And when you talk about setting yourself free, um, that's a big one because yeah. when you how many hours we dedicate to our work life, whatever it may be, whether you work outside the home or whether you work in the home, you know, that's a large majority of our time. 
So to set yourself free from the constraints and the fears associated to it, so you can just lean into it every day and find joy within it. Right. It, just, it allows you to rise above and, you know, serve others in a very meaningful way. And right. authentic. Yeah. So do you recognize, and I'm sure you do, what the sequence of events were for you to get from, you know, an exhaustion stage to even the passion of what you're doing? Uh, what can you share with people regarding your sequence of events? Yeah. I mean, so the outcome, I'm going to start with the end in mind, right? I'm going to start sure. with the outcome. Always. The outcome was for me to get to a place where I trusted God's plan. Right. And I did not try to believe that anything that either A, I did or somebody else did here on earth would be a better plan than his plan. So that was a big end goal. It was how do I shed myself without eliminating the value of others' lessons, the value of others' works, the values of others' models, the values of you know documents and white papers and research papers and all of these things. All of that has great value, but it has value inside of his plan. So that was my end goal when I started upon this journey of freeing myself from my passion for work and how I got there. Um, I'll tell you the first step was truly just, I think, maturity. Um, mm. I know that that's something that's easy to say when you're my age at 55, it's easy to say that maturity has value. I remember my mother saying that and me rolling my eyes and going, <laughs> yeah, whatever, I'll figure it out faster and I'll figure it out quicker. And then you get to the stage and you're like, oh yeah, you just had to get there. Um, and so there's a maturity, there's a time aspect of it. Um, there's, a re there's an awareness. And then I think with that maturity time and awareness of what you're truly trying to release yourself from, there's the need to take a deep dive. And so that's really, I think, the first two steps. Being mature enough to where you can say, where am I at right now? And then giving yourself the time to actually go through the process and be aware of truly what it is that you're trying to free yourself from. And being honest with yourself, you know, I could have very easily when I started the, my, my journey, it was, oh, it's because other people don't work as hard as I do, or, oh, it's because I have a unique lens on things. So that's the reason why it's easier for me to do certain things than it might be for others, or I have a photographic memory or whatever it may be. Um, putting all of that aside and getting really to the deep issues that were constraining me from being free from that. And it had nothing to do with those things. It had to do with fear of rejection, mm. um, judgment of my performance by others. Mm. Um, you know, we can definitely say it had the male female thing, but even that's a false fear. Even that's a false lens that right. we offer. Right. You know, not being recognized or valued, um, feeling like you're not worthy for the positions that you hold. Um, you know, the work that we do inside of hundreds of companies puts us in really critical moments in those organizations at the highest level. Um, in a lot of cases, we're the ones going in and taking the companies over. So, you know, fear of not being worthy of that role that you now serve or that others are looking to you to serve. So all of that is the deep work, right. that, that first step. Um, the second step for me was truly studying, calming, journaling, asking myself some tough questions, resting on those questions, not trying right. to rush not project managing it, right? Not applying my earthly processes to something that was more spiritual in nature. Um, and then also recognizing that it wasn't something that was um, without patterns. So if I could calm down long enough and sit in my questions long enough to ask and figure out the patterns, 
of my life, whether that be addiction, whether that be false fears, false impersonations, whatever it may be, false impressions, false judgments, thinking in the back of my head, you know, having all those voices going on that we're so good at, whatever it was, being transparent and honest with myself to peel those things away and then just keep diving deeper and deeper and deeper in it until I got to a place of calmness. And that place of calmness he has for each one of us. It's always there. It's always Well, and I've always said that fear, the acronym is false evidence appearing real, that it's not true. And faith, and when you rely on faith, I always say that's finding answers in the heart. And that's exactly what you're saying is you get to a point where you are wanting to just sit on it, like you said, and journal and just wait, because peace is our guardrails. You know, when you have peace in any decisions that you're making, you know that you're on the right path. And what God brings us to, he'll bring us through. And that that comes to, like you said, trusting and just sitting uh, on trusting that his ways are are better than our ways. And and he has a plan and his plan is always so much better than ours. But we, like you said, to your point of um, being concerned in the, you know, in the world I live in, it's the imposter syndrome is, am I good enough to do this? And can I do this? And how am I going to do this? But I've come to a place and, and I know you have as well, where you realize that I don't have to have the strength. I get it from him. I get it from God who gives me the strength to be able to do things. And, and that gives me peace. And, and I'll tell you his plan. I'll tell you when I was praying the other day and said, you know, Jesus, take the wheel because I don't know what to do in this situation. And I was saying, remove things that should be removed from my life, remove different um, responsibilities, remove different relationships, whatever is not serving me. I give, you know, I'm going to just surrender and let you take the wheel. And oh my gosh, I'll tell you, be careful what you ask for, because within a month I was uh, removed of one of my responsibilities and I was just like, okay, well, you ask and you receive and it has set me free. Yeah. And the other thing within that is to still be in integrity with your commitment. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, sometimes we talk about you know, Jesus take the wheel. We talk about leaning in, um, you know, even when I talk about being calm and allowing, you know, him to reveal the plan before you, that doesn't mean that you sit idle in the meantime. If you, if you have made commitments, if you have, um, obligations, you fulfill those obligations to your highest current state. And if your highest current state is you journal in the morning, you go to work all day long, And you, you know, you get in there and you dig in and you do the best that you can. You take a few breaks, you meditate yourself back to, you know, some form of center. If you're in a really tough situation, which I know I've been in at different times. And then at the end of the night, you journal once again, but you do not allow your path to disrupt your obligations and your commitments. That's been one of the best lessons, one of the best lessons that I would pass along to others is Going on a journey of freeing yourself does not give you the ability to um, to dismiss and or to not fulfill what you've committed to. Absolutely. I I talk about the you can't sit on the couch and eat bonbons and think that everything's just going to land in your lap. Well, that's I mean, that's yeah. And I refer to that as being an integrity with what you know, what your obligations are, you know, so absolutely. When I think about the how, um, you know, the first thing for me, and I'll just speak for myself, is to rely upon nature. 
Um, I personally believe, and I know that this because of my upbringing in the, in the glorious state of Montana, you know, I know that we witness the glorious of nature and every one of the seasons and the fact that there is chaos, there is power, there is rest, there is recovery, um, there is glory, um, there is fear, there is calmness, there is peace, all of that exists in right. nature. And so one of the first things that I have a tendency to do when I'm starting to feel a little bit off is even if I just go out on my front porch or on my back porch and just sit and close my eyes and just listen and zone out all of the noise that is put here by us and just listen for the birds, listen for the rustling mm -hmm. of the grass, listen for the rustling of the trees, the branches, the falling of the snow, whatever season it is. So that's like one of the first things. And then the second thing is to get into the word. And mm -hmm. the reason why I put nature before the word is because I feel as if nature is in fact God's constant voice to us. Right. And if we pay attention to it, it is telling us on a continuous basis exactly what we're supposed to do and exactly where we're supposed to be. Nature in its truest form, its uninterrupted form, does operate and exist in the manner by which God created it to, without Absolutely. disruption. Absolutely. And so that's the reason why I put that before word. And then, of course, surrounding yourself with great colleagues and families and friends. So those are just a few of the things that have helped me along the way. And those are the the steps and how you've seen God move in your life to set yourself free and to do and be and have all that he's created you to be. I, I would agree. Yeah. Cool. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's great. So what experiences do you have where God did not forsake you and helped you in one of your trials can you give an example of that? Yeah, a really good example. And it's one of those ones like what you were saying when you're saying, Jesus, take the wheel. And so because I've talked so much about my passion for work, I'll, I'll have it correlated to that. Um, so at one of the stages right before I started my company, I had the deep desire to start my company for years, um, but always was operating from that position of fear. Right. Um, enough. Would I be able to make it? Could I make as much money? All of those sort of things. Even though I had plenty of people, even in my, my circle of colleagues that I was working with saying, oh my gosh, you would be so good, you know, working on your own and working with companies and, you know, kind of following that path. Um, but I remember I was in this really tough situation. It was back in 2008. Um, I remember being in the parking garage of downtown Missoula. And I remember sitting in my car and it was one of those things where it was a Monday morning. The industry that I was working in at that time was going through a lot of chaos. Um, and I was at the executive level. So I knew that something was going to be going on at some point. I also knew that I was the only female of all of the executives. So I also knew that that was probably going to lend more towards what you can imagine, um, that myself and my team would probably be the ones that would have stuff happen to. And I remember sitting in the parking garage in my car, meditating before I went through the doors. Um, and I said, you know, Lord, I, I, I need you to take over. I need you to give me a sign. I need, I don't know how to navigate where I'm at right now, but I want to do it with kindness. I want to do it with integrity. I want to be honest to myself and I want to take care of those people that I am responsible for. Um, but I do need you to help me see what my next step is because I'm blinded right now by the chaos of the industry, the chaos of the organization, the pressures that everybody is under. Um, and the fact that when I walk through these doors, normally I cannot be who I am because I have to be something that they need me to be to run the company. So that's the pressure that I was under. And I remember getting out of the car, kind of feeling like a sense of, of calmness, you know, around me. I was like, okay, that was a nice little moment of meditation, Opened the doors into our office. And there was standing our CEO and HR. And I went, well, geez, that was quick. 
Hey, you asking you shall receive. <laughs> asking you shall receive, like that day and the next a minute. And I remember just going into that conversation with him with such a sense of calmness because I had had that moment with God yeah. prior to, right? So yeah. you know, beautiful. And then, and then as soon as I left um, that conversation and I knew everything that needed to be done, and it was a very amicable split, um, I went over to the courthouse and started my company that same very day. So, um, yeah, so the, I really do feel like that was a shifting moment for me. That's awesome. That's yep. awesome. So what advice do you have for someone who may be going through something similar and where would you tell them to start? Um, once again, I think I would tell them to start with paying attention to your patterns and being honest with yourself, right? Be mature enough to sit down with yourself and invite God to sit with you mm -hmm. and to truly look at the patterns in your life. Don't judge whether or not they're patterns that you created or whether or not they're patterns that were created because of your situation, whether it be your environment, where you live, your economy, whatever it may be, but pay attention to the patterns and then take the time to really start diving into and defining for yourself what you truly want your outcome to be. And for me, my outcome wasn't that I wanted to run a company, have it be worth X, Y, Z. None of that was my outcome. My outcome was to be at peace with my passion for work. Yeah. That was my outcome to be at peace with my passion for work. So that when others say, oh, it's, you know, five o'clock, five 30, Colleen, you should go home. And I'm thinking, heck no, I've got enough energy and I've got fun. I want to work for the next three hours and I don't want to be made feel guilty of it. Right. So figure out your patterns and figure out what your true end goal is. And then be patient be transparent with yourself, journal, make God the center of your decision, make mm. God the center of your journey. Um, and even when you are not able to keep him at the center because of obligations um, that you should, you know, be in integrity with, um, keep him at the center. Um, you know, I used to wear a rubber band around my wrist. Yeah. And that rubber band was kind of my small reminder. So whether it's a bracelet, a rubber band, a ring, whatever it is, an, an emblem, just something that allows you to kind of bring you back to center. Um, and then pick one thing to start on. Don't try to tackle everything. Um, you know, I started off with just trying to tackle one or two things. And then when I felt like I had those at least somewhat under control, then I moved on and added a few more things. Um, you know, this isn't something that, you know, facing your fears, freeing yourself from your fears is a lifelong journey. Right. And as one fear is overcome, um, Satan will put forth another fear. So you got to be ready for the next one because it's coming. And the deeper you go, the deeper he goes. Um, so you've got to make sure that you keep God at your center so that you can be stronger as you're becoming more authentic with yourself by digging deeper into your life and your patterns and your outcomes. Amen. Yeah. Well, you know, ask, seek and knock and he will respond, which is great. But timing is everything. Like you were saying. Timing is such a, a hard thing sometimes because people are in a hurry. And I always like to remind people that God is our protector and our provider. And when the timing isn't right, it's kind of like taking that square peg and trying to jab it into a round hole because we want results yesterday. Well, sometimes we're not even in a place to receive where we should be because it isn't the right time. So uh, just trusting that. Yeah. And let me give you, use this as an example, right? The story that I told. Yeah, you've opened and the CEO and the HR person could have been standing there asking me to step up in a new way, calling. We've had to let go three or four others. We need you to take over two more departments. It could have gone that direction, 
But in that moment, if that had been the conversation, I would have been like, okay, this is the direction I'm supposed to serve. This is the direction I'm supposed to be in. So also don't second guess what he's telling you. You're not that smart. Get over yourself. <laughs> exactly. You're not smart. So, you know, mature and be authentic um, and be in integrity with your commitments, but realize that none of us are that smart. So just let it be. Right. Well, and even in the, my favorite scripture is Ephesians 3.20 that says he will do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever imagine. So yeah. we, in our pride or arrogance, think that we have the best plan over what he has for us, which is to me is just like, that's not the right way to think because it isn't about me. It's all about his plan because it, it, then you won't fail. Yeah. And you won't yeah. fail because you have him taking the wheel and saying, now it's time. And yeah, so you step into I, that. And I love that you bring up the scripture because that's one of the other things that I think was overwhelming to me at first was trying to seek and find answers within the scripture rather mm -hmm. than um, rely upon. That's the reason why I mentioned the, the, the Bible app and the plans. I love the fact that others, I will never be one that is, that has scoured scripture to the degree where I know exactly how to piece everything together and then tell a story around it. That's meaningful to others. That's not my gift. That is the gift of so many others that are in um, our ministry space that I don't need that to be my gift. Right. Follow their plans. You don't have to be the master of scripture, but you do have to rely upon scripture to guide you. And it's okay if somebody else's plan, whether it be a plan that you put out or a plan that somebody else puts out is your framework. That's fine. Just get into it and allow God to become the center of your journey to figure out your answer about what you're trying to free yourself from. Amen. Amen. Well, he has a plan and you just have to trust it and his timing. So this has been amazing. And I am well, so grateful and thankful that you came on. And I want to just thank our listeners from this episode for listening to this episode of setting yourself free until next time go to www.katy-huff.com to learn more about my books my women's retreats my coaching accountability courses and find me on facebook instagram twitter for more encouragement and stay up to date on all things happening with katie half ministries and so i just want to say thank you again colleen rudio uh, for sharing your heart and your story and helping others to be set free so god bless you and have a great day Thank you. Bless us all. Hello, friends and family. This is Katie Huff with Katie Huff Ministries. The reason that I'm reaching out to you today is because I have had the incredible experience of using the MyPillow products. So what products are there? There's the pillow, of course. There's the sheets. There's the towels. And in fact, my puppy even has a dog bed. So I'm reaching out to you because I have the opportunity to help you to save a lot of money when you find these products to be such use for you and your family. So you can go to mystore.com slash unmasked is my promo code. So you're going to want to use my promo code to get those discounts or mypillow.com slash unmasked. That way you're going to get an incredible discount. You're going to enjoy the sheets, the pillows, the towels, and hopefully your, your little pet will enjoy the dog bed as well. Thank you.